0: Hey guys, a very warm welcome to the My Pristine Mind podcast. I'm your host, James Monaghan, and I am truly grateful to be able to bring this show to you. I want to take an opportunity to thank each individual listener for taking the time to tune in today, and also congratulate you in making a decision in exploring all the topics we talk about on the show. So get ready for another exciting episode and sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode two of my podcast. Today I'm joined by... The very first guest on the show, um, someone born and raised in Shrew County like myself, and I'm very honoured to have this person on because I think her story is a story of courage, faith and a strong mindset. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Amanda Bailey. Amanda, how are you? Hi,
1: James.
0: How are you? I'm mighty, mighty. Um, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, Thanks okay, ple- me. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. So we spoke over the last couple of days um we've reached out to each other and i thought it would be brilliant to have you on here because your story is something that connects to a lot of people mm-hmm. um so obviously we're both from the same we're both from the same village and we know each other but we haven't really known each other well growing up so it was interesting to me to find out a bit about your story um and uh, hopefully for you it's good to share your story a little bit. Um, yeah. So we could start a little about your backstory. Um how was it for you? How was it for you growing up in Shrew?
1: Yeah, so I mean it was nothing but happy childhood memories. Um as you know yourself it's a small little village and everyone kinda of knows everyone. Um I had a really happy childhood. I was into sports and just, I was a happy-go child. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's.
0: Yeah, that's great, and. You had us. You have all all sisters, I believe.
1: Yeah, I have two sisters, and I have two three nephews and a niece.
0: Yeah, it's a very very yeah, strong female household.
1: It is. <laughs> Poor dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And um, what about school and school and that growing up?
1: Yeah, um, I suppose I wasn't a big lover of school, I won't lie. Um, but went to school in Shrewd and then went to secondary school
0: in Hedford. Yeah. And yeah. And how, how was your environment growing up um, in Shrewd and in Hedford, say, growing up?
1: Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, we had, I suppose, simple kind of times compared to nowadays, so it was nice to experience a childhood, you know, back then. Um, and like, as I said, secondary school, I wasn't a lover of it, <laughs> but I got through
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- um, I think we have very similar stories, me and you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. And, and how about when you left school then? Where, where, where did your life take you then?
1: Yeah, so I left school and I went on to um, GTI in Galway and I done hairdressing Um, it was always something I kind of wanted to do and then I done two years in that and then I was working in a salon like at the weekends and stuff and then I wanted to go on and do beauty therapy as well. So I went on and done that after Um, really enjoyed it but it it wasn't really kind of where I wanted to go in life um so that kind of brought me on into what i'm doing now so like i always wanted to like help people out and i always kind of wanted to do something in like the medical field but i wasn't sure what it was so um i've actually only recently went back and trained to be an emt so loving that and doing like my exams are coming up soon so that's kind of the field i want to go down so it took me time, but I finally realised it.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. And so the next point we get to is probably what what brought you the decision to to change to change from so hairdressing to what you're doing now.
1: I think I suppose as I kind of got older, like I always did want to help people. Um, so like I've like had experience, like, with care of the elderly and um, uh, children and uh, people with special needs. So, like, I I always knew I wanted to do that kind of thing. But um, I suppose I kind of got the confidence, like, you know, the past few years, I wasn't sure, like, how I was going to get there. And then, obviously, that we'll be coming on to that later. But just the whole mindset change and everything just made me realise that I can you know can actually really do it
0: exactly yeah. Um,
1: yeah it's just it took the initial like really knowing would I be able to do it and then I went on and just went for it so um so it's it's great
0: yeah and so can you tell me a little bit about your diagnosis you got when you were quite young
1: yeah so when I was 19 um it'll be nearly eight years going out I like I was perfectly healthy and everything and I was at work one day and just came home and I remember standing like in front of the cooker and like my mum was just like in the sitting room and I just remember feeling very strange and like kind of turning around to her and all I can remember is her saying like are you all right I kind of felt like my eyes were rolling in my head it's very strange but I don't remember anything after that so um I was obviously brought to hospital and stuff and over kind of a few days I had like a couple of sea- like seizures. Um, the first one was quite bad and I had a few more like to follow on in hospital but I didn't know what was going on you know it's obviously a scary thing to happen at that age but yeah. I was kind of like I don't know I'm a very like easygoing person so I didn't like you know I didn't think about it too much um so that was 2013 and then I was obviously brought for like brain scans and I had like a lumbar puncture done in my spine and just different tests so um I was in hospital for like two weeks that time and I was given like IV steroids to just bring down inflammation so like I really didn't know what was going on and I'd, you know, there was different doctors coming to me and, like, I wouldn't have ever been used to that. Like, um, so they had kind of initially diagnosed me with a thing called CIS. Um, it's kind—it's basically like, like they had described it to me as, like, a first attack of multiple sclerosis. So um, I didn't, like, I, I didn't really know what it was. Um, you know, you always go on Google and <laughs> it kind mm-hmm. of frightens you more than anything. Yeah but yeah I just I kind of like I didn't really think too much into it at the time and I I didn't really understand it like if I'm honest um so that was like the initial thing and then I suppose over the kind of last seven years like you know I was in and out of hospital with like relapses and I was actually only fully diagnosed with MS when I moved to Australia um I always kind of knew it was there but like you know, I, when I was there, I, just, I suppose I wasn't really looking after myself either, and was unhealthy. I yeah, just yeah, kind of ended up like being in hospital over there, and then they like initially, or they like formally diagnosed me of having MS. Okay. So yeah, like over the years, I've been on like different treatments and like anti-seizure drugs and like different medications and stuff. Yeah. So that that was that was how I was diagnosed.
0: And how was it how was it being away from your family in Australia when when you got formally diagnosed?
1: Um I was, like I didn't really look into it too much. Like as I said, I just I'm just that type of person. I'm very easygoing and like I kinda just really, you know, didn't care. I suppose I was probably trying to hide it too, or mask it up, you know, the feelings. Like mm. I just I always always used to say, like, oh, I don't care. Like, you know, I'll I'll be all right. I just, you know, I didn't really want... I didn't really talk about it as such. Yeah. Like, I never really would have even spoken about it too much to them. Like, just... It was just, I suppose, really, it was hiding things.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Hard to deal with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I didn't really know how, I suppose, for a long time.
0: Yeah. And... How how did it change your outlook on life?
1: Um, I suppose the first few years I didn't. I like I just kind of I suppose when a doctor tells you you have something and, you know they tell you like what to take and you kind of you don't you just <laughs> I kind of just like, I didn't even think about it too much or how I could even like make myself better. I kind of just felt like you know this is what I'm stuck with now. I okay. didn't really even think about how I could even benefit myself because I was just kind of, you know, I didn't really care. And I was just, you know, I suppose when you're a bit younger as well, you just you don't really care about these things. Um, so, like, my outlook didn't, like, change really until, like, it's only, like, changed, I suppose, in the last year, like, really. But um, I was willing to just do whatever kind of I was told to do <laughs> with the doctors and yeah. that, you know.
0: And how was it for you then telling other people about this when, when it did finally start to, start to settle with you?
1: Yeah, like, I, as I said, I just didn't really talk about it too much with people. Like, obviously, my friends and stuff, you and my family, you know, I didn't. Like, my you know, my parents or whatever, like, probably would have told my family and that's, like, just, I, I didn't really want to talk about it. Um... It was almost like, kind of, I felt embarrassed for a long time, even talking about it. Yeah. Because it's just, I suppose when you're diagnosed with something, it's just, it, like, that's what I felt, just kind of pure, like, really embarrassed and just didn't really want to deal with it at all. Yeah. Didn't really want to even talk about it. Um.
0: Did, did you find, like, people around you treated you differently in any way?
1: I don't think so. Like, I suppose um like my friends and stuff you know being young as well they i suppose they didn't really understand like our, you know obviously like you know the majority of them were brilliant but like i suppose when you're young and when you're asked to go places and stuff and you know you'd be you know if you didn't feel well you'd be kind of making excuses or sometimes you'd be just making excuses if you you know if you didn't want to do it like you would be yeah. kind of even nearly using it as an excuse at times but I don't think pe- like people really, like, seen me differently. The only thing that used to really annoy me was, you know, people didn't mean it, but people would be like, oh, God, you know, you don't look like you have MS, like, or you look really good for someone that has MS. And then, like, for a long time, I was kind of, you know, wondering, oh, am I supposed to look a certain way, you mm-hmm. know? So that used to <laughs> kind of annoy me a little bit. I know people obviously didn't you know mean it from a bad place yeah
0: did you did you find like did you find there was almost like a label a label with this
1: oh god yeah yeah like i did for a long time but kind of recently i i've you know the way you'd be following like people that would give you a bit of motivation or like there was a couple of people too that had ms and they'd they kind of said well you know like i have MS, it doesn't have me and that kind of really stuck at me and that's kind of the way i see things now Mm -hmm. a lot you know that it doesn't have me like it's just it is a it doesn't have to be a label you know
0: yeah
1: but um yeah it's just for a long time yeah i felt like i just had this and i was stuck with this forever like you know i just i didn't know where my future was going to go or anything
0: yeah um and you talked a lot up until last year. Um so obviously last year has been a big a big change in life it seems. Can you tell me tell me yeah, about that?
1: Yeah. So basically one day I was like sitting in my car and the radio was on and there was a lady called Karen Dwyer. Um she's she's an MS coach and like she was telling her story about you know, like that she basically from like completely changing her mindset and like changing like nutrition and say exercise for instance like how different her life has been so like so she was diagnosed with MS and like she ended up actually having a thing called burnout so it was like all her lesions had disappeared in her brain and I was so intrigued like for so long I was like wow do you know and I was like, I wonder could I do something like that? But I I kind of started looking into her then and even doing a bit of like research on other people that had like, say, overcame MS and started reading their stories and it just, you know, it gave me a little bit of hope, I suppose. Because yes. like when you're listening to people, you know, I never would have thought so basically like I was on treatment up until like over a year ago. And you know, I, I never thought I'd be actually able to like come off it or try different things. But after doing like some research and certain like, so basically how I became to know the mindset coach was the MS coach was, um, I seen a thing. I think it was on Facebook. It was like a competition to win a place on one of her programs. Yeah. So I entered and, like, didn't think, you know, I'd ever, like, be lucky enough to get a place, but I was. Um, and, like, from that moment, just everything started to change in my life, like, for the better.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um...
0: That's the universe giving you a sign, of anything, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't know anything about, like, coaching. i never experienced anything. You know, I didn't really know anything about it. Or, yeah you know but like I mean you would try anything I suppose yeah you'd you know you'd be willing to try anything so got in contact and we started the program and um I started making like little changes because I knew well if I made too many things together you know I wouldn't be consistent yeah so so like for example like um every day like I write down what I'm grateful for And, like, for so long, I didn't understand what that would do, like, or if it had any meaning at all. Yeah. And it took a while, kind of, to get into it. And, you know, like, after a while, I really started seeing, like, changes because, you know, if you write down even the littlest of things, like, I'm grateful for, like, my legs, or, you know, anything really. After a while, you really start to to see changes. You you start to kind of see things from a, a different perspective.
0: Yeah.
1: So... Um, that's kind of what I started doing, and then, like, um, journaling. There's just there's so many different things, but, like, these are kind of, you know, the basic things, so, like, as I said, writing down what I was grateful for every day and just journaling, even, like, your thoughts or anything, just to get it down on paper, just to get it out from your head. Yeah. Um, that research to really helped me, and then, like, I started doing things like meditation, meditation, um, I started like changing my nutrition big time and like exercise and like all them things really made a huge difference to me and then like I was seeing results so like I started losing weight and like just I was just a lot happier and like I said oh god this is you know really helping so um that was like I suppose over a year ago, and then I went on to do like another kind of advanced program, and I'm still doing that at the moment. And that kind of went into things on in a lot deeper level, you know. Uh, of, how so? With so basically, like we do different um, courses. So, like we'd have other speakers on, you know, of how to change your habits. Like we do um like a thing called Shi i'm only getting used to it now Things she it's like um just removing like clutter or like writing out to-do lists of things you need to do and just like kind of getting into journaling mm-hmm. like on a another level like and longer meditations and yeah. just different things really and nutrition kind of and exercise and a yeah. whole lot really
0: and Compared to these people you were surrounding yourself with, um, I'm not sure how often you were doing this stuff, but how was it compared to how you were before, like you would have been speaking with doctors and just general people around you, how was it surrounding yourself with these people?
1: Oh, like a total, like I was becoming like a, a totally new person. Like, honestly, everything changed for me, Like and everything started getting more positive. Like, as I said i was uh, no I was only young when I was diagnosed, and I never really you know had the confidence to even you know speak up to a doctor or yeah. anything like really um and like even for example, like when I came say off all my treatments or whatever, you know like obviously people would be i suppose worried in mm-hmm. a way you know that and like now I have to say my um t- neurologist like was very keen on me like making like life changes like this too whereas you know some doctors aren't but it kind of took me a while and then I started feeling like better even without all that stuff so you know I think you just have to be mindful that there is other things out there yeah. you know there's alternatives to everything and like everything is worth a try you know
0: yeah and how how important is your mindset now in the current day tackling tackling this each day
1: like everything like i mean you know if there's ever a day where you kind of fall off the wagon a bit i just basically like sit down and take out my journal and just write down your feelings and like you know why you might be feeling this way or like what you could do to change it um like i try to be really consistent now because like each day like i'm feeling better and
0: better
1: yeah um, and it's like this is like a change that I made from like my life forever you know like yeah. I'm not <laughs> giving up like I feel so good and I just want to stick by it now
0: exactly yeah and so obviously we're all human and we all have some down days every now and again do you how do you feel mm-hmm. this is um helped you deal with like the days you, you might be feeling down do you, do you feel like they're There have you certain ways to deal with them or uh,
1: yeah so i like i suppose i did find it quite tough with you know lockdown and everything i suppose everyone is but you know it's a bit harder to like find the motivation so like i would have had like those things i would have chatted about say for instance like journaling like meditation um writing down what i'm grateful for all these tools like help me cope yeah. and really kind of keep me focused yeah and like i set myself little goals just for in, like <laughs> say for like instance this summer i have a little goal i know it might sound stupid to others but like i want to climb crow patrick by like june time so that's like my little goal now for the minute that's and great i goal. think it's so important to write it down because you know if you write it down there's just so much more of a chance it's going to stick with you
0: exactly yeah it's great goal to have it's great goal
1: yeah
0: and um, have you ever been to the top of Crowpatrick?
1: patrick never i <laughs> i done it once and i got to the first statue and <laughs> i haven't done it since but i'm, I'm going to do it this summer you'll be yeah.
0: you'll be a happy woman when you see that church so
1: yeah for sure
0: <laughs> great and um, so how about for other people in life that might be going through something similar like to what you've been going through and do you have any advice for them
1: yeah. So like, I suppose the main thing is to, you know, you have to have an open mind to change. Like, I don't think I would have, you know, it's great to have the support as well. Like, so from like a mind coach or anybody like that is motivational at all, like, you know, they really give you the support. Like, I don't think I could have done it without it. I don't think I would have stuck or been like this consistent. Um, The main thing is to do things slowly and you will like be more consistent, like make small changes all the time. Like and like honestly, it's so good to talk to someone because like my li like my perspective of life has changed so much since I came in contact with the coach. So I suppose if you are feeling anyways down or like you were diagnosed with anything, just have hope that there is things out there like and there is like it's possible to do anything if you put your mind to it like the mind is a powerful tool like it honestly is
0: it is and like i
1: suppose you know don't be afraid to seek out help as well like i think i was for a long time and i don't think you know i was afraid to even um talk about like my illness to anyone close, or, you know it's just I find if you're someone that kind of has gone through something similar, they kind of know, understand, and it's just a really good tool to get started.
0: Yeah. And what advice would you give someone who is trying to support another person going through something like this, like be it an illness, feeling down or just feeling lost? Because other people yeah, might not exactly know how to, how, to, how to support or deal with it either.
1: I think that's what it is like I think people don't kind of know how to to bring up the subject Mm. so like you know I'd always say to someone like ask somebody how they're feeling like I mean that's you know that's a thing I kind of probably would have liked to have you know seen more of myself so I feel like you know just ask somebody how you're feeling like or How you feel about a certain illness or like you know do you think you'd ever need any help or you know it's good to talk to someone like because you might feel like you'd be you know too personal but sometimes it's all you need like
0: yeah yeah exactly that's all you need is to reach out and
1: yeah
0: and unfortunately a lot of people are scared to do that but hopefully after hearing Mm -hmm. your story now um it, it can give people the courage to do that if, if they're feeling that yeah. way.
1: And, like, the thing is, like, for me, say, like, you know, I didn't know where my future was going. And now I'm, like, <laughs> you know, I'm very excited with my future. And I feel like it's only a beginning now. And I, like, I have so many plans about traveling and different things. And, you know, like, you really can do anything. Like, and a thing I actually, like, write down every day in my journal Um, is like you know I'm going to be healthy I'm going to travel I'm going to heal myself and I write that down every morning when I wake up and something like that just sticks in your mind I mean when you do see a change you're going to stick to it so like be mindful that because like I never would have thought this was possible like even for me to say not be on treatment you know yeah and like say my most recent scan I had a brain scan a couple of months ago, and they were like, there was no new lesions or anything, so I was delighted, you know?
0: Yeah, that's great, so it's and, just, and it's great to see you have a new leash for life, and new goals and everything.
1: Exactly, exactly. Sometimes that's all you need, you know, you just need a push from somebody else, or support that can, you know, make you see that there is, like, way more to life, and there is a possibility of doing anything you want.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Amanda, it was fantastic having you on the show today. Um, Yeah, it was a real honour, and I'm sure everyone's going to be... Your story is going to to touch everyone in some way, because it's great to hear someone with, with your kind of strength of character and to see how things can improve with the right mindset. And like you said, just daily gratitudes and and self-belief yeah and that's
1: all that's all it takes like really it is
0: yeah and it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show and we can stay in touch and follow your progress and yeah thanks for joining us
1: thanks so much James